0: In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer Help us start something special. This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform, which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14 day trial at
1: rainmakerplatform.com. <laughs>
0: These are The Writer Files, a tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers, from online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Kelton Reed, writer, podcaster, and media file. And each week, we'll find out how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Coral-coiffed marketer and prolific online publisher, Sonia Simone, stopped by the show this week to share her writing secrets with us. Sonia is co-founder and chief content officer of Copyblogger Media, as well as an educator, speaker, and devious mastermind behind the podcast Confessions of a Pink-Haired Marketer. Sonia appeared in the written series over on Copyblogger.com and stopped by again to drop some writerly wisdom on us. On this week's episode, Sonia and I will chat about why you should read outside your echo chamber, Sonia's secret of reading the tea leaves, Productivity for flakes, head cases, and other natural disasters. And why the more you care, the more you'll write. Welcome back to the Writer Files, Sonia.
1: Well, it's just lovely to be here, Kelton. So, always good to hear your voice.
0: Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence here on the, on the files. Listeners may not know or remember that you were on the Written series before, but I'll post a link to that in the show notes so that they can find that. Let's start talking about you, the author, for listeners and writers that don't know who you are. Who are you and what is your area of
1: expertise? So my name is Sonia Simone and I am the chief content officer of Copy Blogger Media, which I kind of dig because two years ago there was no such title as chief content officer. So I think that's kind of cool. I suppose you would say content is my area of expertise. I think more specifically, um, I have a knack for writing things that create some connection and resonance in other people and then teaching them how to be more awesome at the things they want to do and more specifically at how to be more awesome at having a business and finding clients and keeping their sanity and all that good stuff.
0: This might be a good time to mention that you are a podcaster as well. And uh, your show, Confessions of a Pink-Haired Marketer, awesome show, I love it, is over at rainmaker.fm. And the specific URL for that one is?
1: I have an easy to remember one, which is pinkhairedmarketer.fm.
0: Very cool. And over there, you're doing, oh, well, you deliver advice, encouragement, and the occasional rant from outside the drone of the marketing mainstream. I love it. So where else can we find your writing?
1: I do show up, you know, a few times a month over at copy blogger, the copy blogger blog. So always glad to connect with people there. And a lot of my work these days is audio, the podcast, but also audio interviews. And I also do in-depth interviews over in our community authority, which is a community of content marketers, really cool, smart folks. And so I spend a lot of my time there.
0: I know it well. Mm. So I guess we've kind of covered what exactly what you're working on now. Do you have any other big kind of projects in the pipeline?
1: I'm kind of excited about this year because we are returning to our roots in education. And so I am wrapping up a project with Brian Clark. That's a training for writers, uh, for, for freelance writers on just how to get a lot more clients and have better relationships with clients, how to how to deliver more services to clients. And that um, is part of our certified content marketer program. And then the minute that I'm done with that, actually before I'm quite done with it, we'll be launching into a reboot of our teaching sales course, which is a course about building a business based on teaching people to do things because it's, I find it endlessly hilarious that when I was an undergraduate and desperately wanted to go to grad school, I didn't because I couldn't see myself teaching for a living. And of course, now I teach for a living, so <laughs> going to be doing a lot more teaching this year, which is awesome.
0: Exactly. So let's uh, talk about your productivity a bit. How much time per day do you read or do research?
1: That's a good question. There are no days when I'm not reading at least two hours a day, uh, and it can go up from there depending on what I'm working on. So two to four, I would I would think it's a lot of time. Uh, and I but it's important to me, I, you know, I research for the projects that I'm working on and professionally, but it's also very important to me to have reading time in things that have nothing to do or seemingly nothing to do with the business. It's just very important to me to keep putting things in my brain coming from other places, whether it's a Terry Pratchett novel or, You know, interesting piece of neuroscience, or you know, something that comes from outside my my echo chamber is really important to me.
0: And before you actually sit down and start to write, I'm assuming you sit, but I actually don't know. Do you have any pregame rituals or
1: practices? I have to have some kind of a caffeine free tea. So I have I I alternate between a couple of teas that are important. I think the the words are apparently somewhere in the tea bag and I have to I have to steep the tea and get the words out or they don't they don't like to come. Coffee works, but it doesn't work as well as tea for some reason.
0: So you're literally reading the tea leaves and then transcribing them.
1: That's where I get my wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say?
0: Yeah, sure. What would you say is your most productive time of day and locale for writing?
1: Mid morning, which is a weird one. I don't don't know if a lot of people are good then, but mid morning, I have to be. I have to be suitably caffeinated before I start the tea. Like a lot of people who are parents, I have pandemonium in my house until about eight thirty in the morning, and so right after that, about nine o'clock. I get started on my focused productive time, and that between that and lunchtime is um, when I really seem to get the most done. Afternoons are a total dead zone for me, so I usually work out.
0: Do you like to listen to music, or do you prefer silence while you're writing?
1: Has to be very silent. I can't have music. I can't have. Once in a while, I'll play around with one of those. Um, Lisa Barone, in her writer's files, had a great rain like the sounds of rain. Sometimes that kind of, I kind of dig that, but usually it's just dead silence.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. She used, uh, uses some apps that do like coffee shop noises or rain. Yeah, I do like the rain one for sure. How many hours a day do you spend writing excluding email? And I know that you do a lot of email too. There's
1: a lot of email. I think I should be able to count the email. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It, it varies a lot i always write i write every day i write something every day but some days it could literally be 20 minutes and some days it can be three or four hours i would say I probably average working on some actual project project it's probably an hour to two hours but that it just It varies a lot. And also it depends on, you know, some days are heavy audio content days. So those are days, that's a 20-minute day. I'll spend 20 minutes writing a script and then more of my time actually recording it.
0: Do you uh, believe in writer's block?
1: I believe in deadlines. And so if I don't have deadlines, then I have, it's not just writer's block. It's I don't know. It's just non-existent. (laughs) I have to have something I'm aiming for. So um, I think it hits people. It doesn't hit me because I've always got a deadline.
0: Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugar's podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a Writer's Happy Hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, for Writer's Happy Hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Let's talk some about your workflow. What hardware or typewriter model are you presently clacking away on over there?
1: Did you just put that typewriter in there just for Robert Bruce? Because <laughs> um,
0: I did, yes.
1: I, uh, I use a, a rather elderly MacBook Air. I think it's the most perfect writer's device ever created. And it is getting old and slow and tired, and I, I don't ever want to get rid of it. And I don't want to replace it with another one either. I, I love this machine. So.
0: Do you have some software that you use most for your writing and general workflow?
1: almost exclusively I write in text editor. So I don't want any dancing baloney when I'm trying to get writing done. Yeah. I I keep things as minimal as possible. If it's really rough, if I'm really struggling, I will go to pen and paper.
0: And do you have any methods for staying organized that you want to drop on
1: us? Well, I, I did a full rather confessional podcast on this. Um, and the the title of the podcast was "Productivity for Flakes, Headcases, and Other Natural Disasters." If that gives you some yes. indication,
0: <laughs> yes, please.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, how do I stay organized? I have two modes. I have things that I am extremely crisp about, for example, producing the podcast. And then, if it's if I'm not very crisp and I don't have a very very well defined system, then it's a disaster. So those are my two. It's either got to be totally on or it's or it's totally off. So yeah, I have all, all manner of things. The main thing for me is to keep everything visible. So for example, for my podcast, I have a one-sheeter that has the recorded episodes, the episodes I'm going to record, when I'm going to record them, have they been uploaded to the production team, all that stuff so I can see it at a glance because I can't keep anything in my head for five seconds anymore.
0: And do you have any secrets for beating procrastination?
1: Yeah, wait until you're just out of your mind with panic on a deadline. That works for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you unplug at the end of a long day of writing?
1: My favorite way to unplug, some of you who have connected with me on social media know this, I love nothing more than to sit down with my nine-year-old, almost 10-year-old and play a nice hour of Minecraft. It is my favorite thing right now to just veg out and and forget forget all my troubles
0: just a quick pause to mention that the writer files is brought to you by the rainmaker platform the complete website solution for content marketers and online entrepreneurs find out more and take a free 14-day test drive at rainmaker.fm platform let's talk about creativity now can you define creativity In your own words.
1: I think that we fetishize creativity and it means, you know, we make it into something that only some professional cast of honored creatives can do. I think anytime you bring something into the world that hasn't been here before, you have been creative and that could be a pie, you know, it could be a sweater, it could be a Facebook post. And especially if it's a Facebook post that maybe reaches out to a friend or somebody and, and helps them with something. Um, I think we get very highfalutin about creativity and all all humans are creative we're a creative species we're always bringing forth new and interesting things I think we should get over get over ourselves a little bit about it
0: who or what is your muse at the moment
1: oh, my muse at the moment you know I'm very pragmatic about these things so my muse at the moment is an upcoming vacation that I need to get some money in the bank for that's my muse <laughs> Isn't that awful? That's terrible,
0: isn't it? It's perfect. What do you mean? When do you feel
1: the most creative? I feel the most creative when I feel the most in balance. So I feel very creative when I'm getting plenty of exercise. Uh, The more walking I do, you know, the more creative, the, the easier the words will come. And the more they seem to be worth reading or listening to. But I need to have things going pretty well. My family needs to be in good shape. My sleep needs to be in good shape. And when everything is kind of in a good balance, then the creativity seems to come a little more easily.
0: What makes a writer great?
1: Moving other people makes a writer great. Moving them to something worthwhile.
0: Do you have a few favorite authors at the moment?
1: Uh, Oh yeah, I always have lots of favorite writers. Um, I'm really enamored of a book by a guy named Jonathan Haight. H-A-I-D-T. He wrote a book called The Righteous Mind, which has really been ping-ponging around my brain for a couple of months now. Um, I am obsessed. I am on a jag with Terry Pratchett right now. I am just going through Terry Pratchett novels, and thankfully, there are a billion of them, so I can satisfy my Jones. So those those are two people. Italo Calvino is one of my enduring favorites, and often... Um, if I need a little inspiration, I'll actually sit down and copy out a couple of pages mm. of one of his books. It just, um, it's kind of almost a writerly meditation.
0: Yeah. His stuff is powerful. Love yeah. it. Can you share a best loved quote? Can I swear? Of course. I mean, we'll bleep <laughs> it out, but.
1: <laughs> My best loved quote is something that a friend of mine, she, uh, she's a romance writer. She writes as Anne Stewart and her name is Chrissy Rogue. A long time ago, she said this to me, and this has been my marching orders for, oh, gosh, 15, 20 years. And it's on my corkboard right now. And she said to me, in her wise way, f***ed out, press on. That's Ah. my favorite quote. (laughs)
0: All right, let's do a couple of fun ones. Who is your favorite literary character?
1: Commander Vimes. Commander Vimes from the Pratchett novels.
0: And if you could choose one author, living or dead an all-expense paid dinner to your favorite restaurant in the world, I have a feeling it's in Italy, who would you choose?
1: Let's see. You know, unfortunately, I think most of the writers you love the best are not very good company, but I bet i bet Calvino would be an exception. I would love to take Italo Calvino to dinner.
0: I said Italy, but I probably meant France.
1: You know, there's good options both places. Ah.
0: Who or what has been your greatest teacher?
1: My family has been my greatest teacher because taking care of my family in in a multitude of ways has pushed me to do things I never thought I was going to be able to do. So,
0: do you have a writer's fetish?
1: Well, I have my fancy fetishy writer tea. I do have a writer's fetish. I think my fountain pens would qualify as a writer's fetish. I have an unwholesome and long-standing addiction to fountain pens and good paper. And I have a bit of an issue <laughs> with, <laughs> pro- with proliferating pens and inks. I have two drawers full of ink. I have uh, an entire shelf of fancy notebooks and more pens than I'm willing to admit to.
0: Can you offer any advice to fellow writers on how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving?
1: Know who you're talking to, know who you're writing for, and don't give up on helping that person and care about that person. The more you care about the person you're writing for, the more writing you'll do.
0: And where can writers connect with you out there?
1: Two places I would absolutely love to hang out with people. One of them is just on Twitter, at Sonia Simone. And the other is on the podcast where I would just dearly love to see your comments and questions and anything else. You can actually ask me questions and I will answer them on the podcast. And that is pinkhairedmarketer.fm.
0: And I'm going to see you very shortly at yes. Authority Rainmaker here in Denver and actually would probably see you a couple of days after this goes live.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes. Looking forward to it. And, and for those of you who don't know, Kelton and I live, we could fairly easily walk to one another's houses. So of course we see each other three times a year at company meetings out of state. So.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'll drop the information about the conference, which will be happening very shortly. And I'm really looking forward to hearing you speak there.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. It's a fun event. It's an awesome event for making connections. So I'm excited.
0: Very good. See you out there.
1: All right. Take care.
0: You can see Sonia Simone live at Authority Rainmaker, a carefully designed live educational experience that presents a complete and effective online marketing strategy to help you immediately accelerate your business. In addition to Ms. Simone, you'll have the opportunity to see Dan Pink, Sally Hogshead, Anne Handley, and punk legend Henry Rollins as well as many other incredible speakers live. Get all the details at Rainmaker.fm/event. And we look forward to seeing you in Denver, Colorado, May 13th, 2015. For more episodes of The Writer Files and all the show notes, or to leave us a comment or a question, drop by at writerfiles.fm. And please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a review and help other writers to find us. You can find me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. See you out there.